How you doing, by the way? It's good to see you. Thank you so much for stopping on by. Lots of plusers. Few new names are in the room already. And uh, that's sort of the whole point of this, to get together in a new space, a new place, and hang out on the weekend when we normally don't, instead of being hanging out at uh, 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. Here we are, just kind of kicking it on a Saturday night. 49ers with a chance to send the entire Bay uh, to a parade tomorrow. Huge preseason win over the Denver Broncos, if you can find it. Certainly setting up to uh, setting up. Oh, Kyle is Kyle's playing that game now where he's just going to take knees, let clock come on down, get his kickers jollies off from very makeable distance. Hey, hey, look, if you're moody, this is exactly what you're looking for. Give me, give me a pressure-filled yet textbook definition of easy field goal to make me feel good after missing a point after, after missing a couple kicks in Vegas. You know, he 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 wants a situation to feel good about. And it looks like he is going to get a situation that he's going to be able to feel good about. Niners are going to go victory formation here a couple more times, run a little clock. Uh, I mean, this is the single most exciting football game I've ever seen. Uh, it'd be bad if Lance uh, fumbled the snap right here. He, he didn't fumble the snap, but he came out of there looking to get to the middle of the field, and he bumbled and stumbled and fell over. was not graceful, but no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul there for Trey Lance. All right, here we go. Time is ticking. It's of the essence. This is so exciting. Moody, that long walk out to the field. Oh, my. I'm going to just bring up the, the drama for you. The night where Jake Moody became a man. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, it is really good to see so many of you in here. Uh, let's see. What would you get a meetup? We got a media meetup. The Shaw Michelle met up at Levi's today. Very, very cool. Glad to see people getting together, being good to each other in real life. I love it. Got a little community over here. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Jake Moody, this is your life. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know how I'm going to be able to look my kids in the eye and tell them the 49ers lost to the Broncos in preseason week two. I don't want to have to look my kids in the eye and tuck them away and let them know that they live in that world. I want them to know that they live in a world where the 49ers beat the Denver Broncos in week two of the preseason because preseason uh, preseason is it, it actually matters more than the postseason in some people's minds. It's one thing that I've, I've, I've been able to figure out this year. It's been very illuminating. So here we go, lining up the kick, and Jake Moody put that kind of over the crossbar, yeah, I mean, it, it went over the upright a little bit. It wasn't the most right-down-the-middle kick you've ever seen, but it is a final, and to say that they are dancing in the streets of Santa Clara would be a huge understatement. It is 21-20. Print the T-shirts. They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Good win. 
all the way around, and it is good to have you here. Thank you very much. What do we got? AJ Cruz is saying, Damon, I am checking in from the Little River Band Air Supply concert. Kind of glad I skipped the game, but always have time for a little plus. Look at it this way. I'm glad that the plus is at the Little River Band Air Supply concert. Like, that's pretty exciting to know that we're there in some way. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we got... Uh, we got Mike Fuss saying, Damon, the sad thing is for certain Niner fans are actually freaking out right now. And again, this is this is why you come here for the you shouldn't be freaking out portion of your evening. But there are certainly things to talk about. And now that we got a final, we can officially talk about them. Welcome to a little post game of the San Francisco 49ers here on YouTube. I'm going to be with you after each and every game this season, hopefully growing the audience, your interest, and a civil conversation about a team that's going to have massive expectations attached to it this year. Less screaming, more discussion. How about that when it comes to reporting on football? We'll see if that actually still works these days. I've got high, high hopes. Again, the, the biggest story in this game, the single biggest moment of, whoa, wasn't expecting that, is when Sam Darnold continued to play at the beginning of the third quarter. Everyone had Lance chalked up for he's going to get the second half tonight, but as I told you on Friday's Damon Bruce show here on the Plus, uh, Kyle doesn't care. Kyle is not interested in what people think about the way he rolls out his quarterbacks, about uh, any public Outlash, uh, backlash or media column that could possibly be written about what he's looking at, how he's evaluating anything. Kyle does not care. He doesn't care about the season ticket holder. He doesn't care about the kid wearing a Trey Lance jersey. He is going to get his QB work in the way that he sees fit. And obviously what he wanted tonight was more work out of Sam Darnold, who was, you know, you can either say the victim of or the architect of a couple of three and outs there. And that didn't give Kyle enough time to see what he wanted to see out of him. So the biggest surprise in the game is that Darnold stayed in to start the second half, and it looked like that that wasn't going to be an experiment that lasted very long either because Darnold threw a really hot ball to Ronnie Bell, and it went through Bell's hands, bounced off the crown of his helmet, and it was interception. It was one of those Ronnie giveth, Ronnie taketh away moments of tonight. But um, Ronnie Bell uh, had 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 Sam Darnold's interception for him. You know, that that that's one of those interceptions that shouldn't get credited to the quarterback, but it did, it does. Um five series, three three and outs, but then Darnold, he finally gets his long drive. I think it was a nine-play drive. 49ers look good. He made some big boy throws. Like Sam Darnold's pretty good. I mean, it's Sam Darnold was drafted to be a starter in this league, was a starter in this league, has seen a lot more football than Trey Lance has seen in the last few years. And look, if he does beat out Lance for the backup spot, it's it's not that embarrassing. Like Sam Darnold is a pretty good quarterback. He was tonight in moments. You could see he's got some size. He's got some speed to him. He's got some serious arm strength. Um, he puts the ball in... in in catchable places. You know, there's not a lot of leaning or jumping for the Darnold ball. It's kind of where it needs to be. It's on the shoulder. It's on inside, outside of the wide receiver when he needs it there. Again, he's not great. 
I'm not saying he's great or he's about to be the next anything, but he looks like he can get the job done the way it needs to be done in Kyle's mind, right? So uh, Darnold, he finds his fullback for a touchdown. Now we can get to Trey Lance, who comes in at a minute 42 left in the third quarter. He has a throw to Tay Martin on second down after a run play on first down. Lance looks like he's he's certainly going to be getting the rest of the fourth quarter. It was obviously Brandon Allen wasn't going to be uh, involved in this one tonight right there. And, and look, here are the notes that I made. And this is even with the interception that happened after that ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage. Beautiful play by Elijah Garcia of the Broncos. He made a great diving catch. And that... You know, it's one of those, that's a ball you can't throw. Well, that's a ball that does get thrown by all quarterbacks. You get a ball tipped at the line of scrimmage, and you look at just the talent that you see across the line of scrimmage these days. You got beasts out there. You got guys with just just long, long arms. It's, it's, it's harder to throw a ball over the line of scrimmage than it's ever been. And it was a little bit of a touch pass. It looked like it was set up to be a screen. They were kind of all over it, so it was bad. Again, I'm really not even putting it on Lance. I wrote this down when he wasn't even playing great tonight before he led the team on a touchdown, very important drive, and then a big drive down in the end to to win the game-winning field goal. I love the fact that Trey Lance was aggressive tonight. Aggressive with his decisions. There was no... You know, not, not a lot of half-stepping. And half-stepping has gotten Trey Lance, I think, in, in a little bit of trouble in his career. We've, we've seen it. So the fact that he was decisive, uh, I like that an awful lot. He's got nothing to lose. He, he's officially in the I-got-nothing-to-lose phase of his 49ers career. Maybe certainly not his NFL career. But, you know, if he's going to do something with the 49ers, again, I said this was a sneaky big game for him. He needs to do a little something. And when you saw Darnold then get that 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 second-half nod, it was like, oh, man, that's got to be bad news for Lance. I don't think we can look at wanting to see more from Darnold necessarily as bad news for Trey Lance. I just don't think it can be looked at like that simple, cut and dry. I don't think it's causation there or that much correlation there. I really don't. Um he had some really good throws on third down. Like Trey Lance made good plays, moved the stick plays on third down, and I thought that he was in much more command than he was when I was just watching with my own two eyes in Las Vegas last weekend. So good game for Trey Lance. Again, when it's said and done, he might have had the least amount of time on the field. Well, obviously Brock Purdy got pulled because he's the clear runaway starter and he brought the ball right down the field. And we'll get to Brock in just a second. But, you know, when it was said and done, Sam Darnold was asked to throw the ball 14 times tonight and Trey Lance was asked to throw the ball 18 times tonight. Lance was 12 of 18 for 173 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He was not sacked. Darnold was 11 of 14, 109 yards, a touchdown interception. He got sacked twice. Brock Purdy was four, five, 65 yards. And, um, He did get sacked once when they were deep in the red zone, and that was very negative play, which set up uh, the 
the the fact that they stalled with a field goal first drive of the game. But it was good to see Brock come out there and just look absolutely in control and in command. And even though there is no game planning, there's no doubt Kyle game plan those first couple plays where he just wanted he wanted his players running in space with the ball. And that's what he got. He got Debo the ball with a little bit of room to run in front of him. And boom, that looked really, really good. Um, we saw uh, Brock rolling right under pressure. That was an incomplete uh, the screen to Debo after he had the bootleg to Debo. And we know that Debo Samuel just goes full bull in a China shop when he gets moving. So that was good. Um, you know, you had uh, Juwan Jennings and Brindle downfield blocking for him. That was a 14 yard game. Then you get a Juwan Jennings catch for a first down. Uh, Ty Davis price goes up the middle for just a short gain. And then Brandon, or excuse me, uh, um, you had Brock Purdy, just with a dart to Ayuk. Beautiful pass to Brandon Ayuk on a slant. So that's down to the two-yard line. You run up the middle for nothing. Then you had your sack. Purdy rolled and then ran on third down. He comes up short. He missed Jennings, who did look to have broken open there, but a lot of body momentum, and he had made the decision, I think, to uh, put his foot in the dirt and just go and run. He was out of the pass mode when Jennings sort of flashed open. So... You know, look, four or five, four or five for 65 yards. All four completed passes were for first downs when Purdy was out there. It was a 10-play, 69-yard drive that ended up in a field goal. So Brock Purdy back in live action for the first time since seeing him in Philadelphia getting hurt. Fantastic. Looked really good and basically... Outside of a couple nicks and dings, no one really got hurt tonight. So that's a that's a good night of football. It's a good night of preseason football all the way around. Um, again, Trey Lance and and the Trey Lance coalition of Niners fans out there were fuming that he didn't get the ball right after halftime. But more out of Sam Darnold is exactly what Kyle wanted to see. And then when it was all said and done, again, what's what's the old saying? You know, don't don't count the reps. Make the reps count. That's that's an old saying, right? Don't count the reps. Just make the reps count. Well, after a night where he could have got caught counting the reps, Trey Lance decided to come on out and in a very little amount of time rally the Niners with a couple of biggest drives of the evening, getting them in scoring position, and the Niners win. Niners win 21-20 over the Denver Broncos, who fall to 0-2. Oh, my God. Well, can we just talk a little bit about, just, just, just a little bit about Russell Wilson? That guy. Let me tell you, it's preseason football. I almost dare to do it, but I have to. There are some guys when they just, when they see another uniform, that uniform just brings out the best in them, the absolute best in them. And oh my God, man, Russell Wilson grows four inches taller than he really is, puts on 20 pounds more of muscle than he actually has on him. I mean, when he sees a 49ers jersey, 
he he really does turn into Mr. Unlimited. There's just something about playing the 49ers that brings out the absolute best in him, and he is easy to tease, right? He's very easy to tease. The world, rightfully so, got all their shots in on Russell Wilson last year uh, in his first really bad NFL season. Well, tonight, he just looked like a world beater against the, the 49ers. I mean, just... He is the squirreliest, hardest to catch guy in the world when he's playing the San Francisco 49ers. I I, I don't know, man. You know, I see Joey here. Joey. Wilson is trash. Joey, Joey Lyle. Lil. I don't know. Joey. Joey comes back again. Without Pete, he is nothing. Well, look, maybe time will tell. This is the first actual NFL head coach he's had beyond Pete Carroll because Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a head coach. And Russell Wilson might be trash. But when he sees the 49ers, when he is playing against Niner jerseys, Russell Wilson is a first ballot Hall of Famer almost every single time you look at him. There's just something about certain teams that bring out the best in certain players. Happens all the time, and he owns this this Niners franchise. He really his name should be on the shingle. Uh look, enough about Russell Wilson. Just you know, didn't see much of him, but when you saw him, God, he looked like Russell Wilson again. And I think that he's going to be reborn a little bit under Sean Payton. I I I, I wouldn't go cashing in all my that guy's washed up chips quite yet on on Russell Wilson. So, anyways. We saw four-fifths of the starting offensive line. Everybody but Trent Williams, Purdy, Debo, and Ayuk opened up the game with Mason in the backfield. So you didn't have Kittle. You didn't have Christian McCaffrey tonight. But uh, the, the first-team offense, for what we saw out of it tonight, looked good. It executed. It was pretty crisp. That was good. It was good enough to where Kyle saw one drive, and he got him out of the game quickly uh sam darnold it was his week to get multi-sacked you had mason running up the middle and um uh, th then darnold threw a swing pass out to mason which was right on the money but sam had to get rid of it because he had heat on him once this team starts going down starting offensive linemen things change greatly that there's no doubt about that and we'll talk more about these guys not exactly, you know, playing great. Jalen Moore, Nick Zakel, John Feliciano, Jason Poe, uh, Matt Pryor. And, and Larry made a really good point when we were talking to uh, Kruger on the home and home that you, you rotate in backup defensive linemen in a way that you don't rotate in backup offensive linemen. So the, the step back in understudy offensive linemen as opposed to defensive linemen is, is a greater step backwards. Well, that's been a little too reflected by some of the play up front from some of these guys. But anyways, um, you know, Darnold, Darnold had himself a game that was, that was just good enough to not lose his standing as this team's backup quarterback, I believe in my mind. And is the question now, will, Will Trey Lance have done it enough in this game to really change a thought process or decision of Kyle Shanahan's if one has kind of already been made? Is there a jockeying between second and third quarterback actually happening, or has that 
that race already been won behind the scenes for reasons that nothing tonight's going to change, uh, even though it was a a, a near game tying touchdown and then a game winning field goal driving situation that Trey Lance produced produced both of them. Has the decision already been made? Uh, has the decision already actually been made? Uh, but look, Darnold did. He 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 moved well. He looked good. He threw a great 11-yard slant to Chris Conley. Uh, a 22-yard gain to Jennings that didn't happen because uh, he got popped while throwing it. Um, uh, well, no, no, he he got popped while throwing it. Jennings didn't catch it, even though it was a ball delivered right to him. And there was actually holding on the play. So it wasn't going to happen, but still, it was one of those, all right, he's got a big arm moments from Darnold. Uh, again, Jordan Mason, he runs big, he runs hard. I like Jordan Mason an awful lot. Eight carries, 24 yards tonight. He had a long at 10. Um, Jordan Mason's good. Ty, Ty, Ty Davis Price is good. You know, Jeremy McNichols, not bad. Uh, Sam Darnold, two carries, 18 yards tonight. 25 rushes, 99 yards out of the team in total. Trey ran four times for minus two yards. Brock Purdy had an eight-yard scamper. So, you know, the bell cow himself, Christian McCaffrey's not even out there yet. But, man, the the running game is not something I think I'm going to spend much time. You are going to spend much time worrying about this year. It's just really not going to be something that you're worried about. Uh, the player that definitely represented himself, I, I thought the best in terms of offensive production, was Ronnie Bell. And Ronnie Bell was also an adventure. He had a fumble. He also had a ball go through his hands that Sam Darnold was credited with throwing an interception, but it was not Sam Darnold's interception. It was Ronnie Bell's interception. Ronnie Bell made a couple of bad plays tonight. He had seven catches for a team-best 114 yards. I'm guessing that is a game-best easily game best 114 yards he had a couple nice balls in stride he had a couple really nice screen plays that he just took found his blockers and got naturally behind him uh really good pass from trey lance on the setting up the game-winning field goal drive ronnie bell runs in space and what do we know about what kyle shanahan wants out of his wide receivers he wants guys who catch it and run Yak, 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 yak. Yards after catch. And Ronnie Bell, again, he he looked more like a bit of a sprinter even at Michigan than he did bull in a china shop reminded you of Debo Samuel type of player. I don't really remember this, uh, but boy, he looked fantastic tonight. And there are going to be balls coming his way if he keeps catching and running like that. That is exactly what Kyle wants out of his, uh, exactly what Kyle wants out of his wide receivers. No doubt. Uh, Days. Days says, uh, Ray Ray's still the guy after Ronnie Bell's preseason so far. Well, Ray Ray can't even go for what? Eight weeks? He's on the IR, so he was six weeks. It's going to be a while. No, yeah, it's going to be a while before he comes back from that wrist surgery. So Ronnie's going to get an opportunity, no doubt. The one thing, the one thing that uh, 
was, I guess, not good tonight is the, you know, in-game dings. Well, Kerry Hyder Jr., uh, he went out with a shoulder injury. Danny Gray went out with a shoulder injury after the opening kickoff. And in terms of 49er return man news, you did have Ronnie Bell make a nice run tonight. But again, it's it's wide receiver, very good. couple of other, you fumbled the ball, you created an interception with your own muff. That's not good. Uh, Deshaun Jameson, as soon as he muffed the punt, I texted Larry Kruger right away. I'm like, oh, no, your boy. He's like, I know, that's my boy. <laughs> so that wasn't great. That was not great at all. Um, we had uh, uh, also, you know, so Danny Gray gets hurt. Ronnie Bell gets hurt, or not gets hurt, but has the mixed review in, in the return game. And then Deshaun Jameson, a muff punt. So not a great night for 49er return men, right? G. Martinez says, his boy? Yeah, so I asked a couple weeks ago, uh, who's a guy that you really like on this team that you think could play a big role on this team? And he said, Deshaun Jameson. So... I mean, it's not his boy, boy, but it, that's, I'm, I'm just, just playing. Uh, let's see. Shane Wignall says, Damon, if you had to give Trey Lance a letter grade, what would it be? I think I just said it. I would give him a B. I would give him a B. It was a B, B plus, B plus under the circumstances. I'll bump it up to a B plus. Yeah. Much better. Just, just much better. That, that's it. Like you know, like I, I guess he's at the pass or fail portion. He passed tonight. He failed Las Vegas. That was good. That was good out of Trey Lance tonight. I thought all three quarterbacks represented themselves well tonight. The quarterback play was really not the issue for the 49ers at all. It was the defensive line getting gashed a little bit up the middle in the running game by either the quarterback or the running back, whoever was doing it. Uh, special teams remains an issue here, especially if you're missing field goals. With Robbie Gold never missing a field goal, special teams was an issue. Mitch Wisnowski did not have a good night. Cut, uh, kick coverage did not have a good night for the 49ers. So that was the problem, I thought, this evening more than anything else. But it wasn't quarterback play. That was not the problem. Uh, I want to go over a couple of guys who did pop out that I really liked. Again, Ronnie Bell. He took some stuff off the table. He put a lot on the table as well. He is he, he he's he's good. He's good. He's going to make some young mistakes. He's a young player. He's good. Um, you saw Javon Hargrave, right? Monster, monster player in the middle who. How about this? And this is why you want to get Nick Bosa in. You're going to want Nick Bosa to get in this week. You want Javon Hargrave working on stunts with Nick Bosa because those two guys could absolutely wreck this league almost by themselves. I mean, the two of them and what they could do together could just be devastating across the line of scrimmage all season long. That is where so much of this entire year is about to take place for the 49ers. That two-man game between Hargrave and Bosa, get Bosa in here. This is the first time Bosa will be playing next to a player that has a chance to take attention off of him. That's how much of a pile mover Hargrave is and looks to be.
This guy is going to create nightmares up front without Nick Bosa. You get Nick Bosa next to him, woof. Woof. I mean, that could be special. That could be really, really special. Uh, Ambry Thomas was having a good game until he wasn't having a good game because he was burned for a touchdown, gave up a huge pass that Jair Brown saved the day on when he made a tackle on the one-yard line right before the half, and the Broncos couldn't stop the clock. And instead of kicking a field goal late, Jair Brown's touchdown-saving tackle uh, was a difference in the, the outcome of this game tonight. No doubt about that. Jair Brown is faster on a football field than he was in shorts. And if you're a 49ers fan, you should thank God all the time because this guy does not last to the Niners in the third round if he doesn't run a 4-4, uh, excuse me, a, a what, what, what his combine speed was a 4-6. It wasn't great, right? He didn't have a great combine speed. You know what he's got fantastic feet? He's got fantastic football speed. Some guys run better in pads on a football field than they do in shorts in a straight line, and he is proof of it. I watched a lot of Penn State football. I watched a lot of Penn State football, and you would hear his name all game long. He would pop off the screen all game long, and it's good to see him picking up where he left off in college just right here at the NFL level. He is all over the field. His his jersey is in on every dog pile. He is in on all the gang tackles. He, th- that's what you want out of a safety, man. He's got real football speed. He's got I play this game level football speed. So really, really liked what I saw out of him. Jair Brown, very good. Isaiah Oliver was bad in Vegas. He missed a bad tackle tonight. His stock is falling. T.Y. McGill, that guy's just a football player. T.Y. McGill was really good tonight. He had three tackles. He had a sack. He uh, he he is a problem on the defensive line, and he is going to play a big role in any upfront success that the 49ers have. I thought Marlon Davidson played well tonight. Uh, Samuel Womack III played pretty well tonight. Jalen Graham. Uh, caused a fumble tonight. He is a guy who just, he thumps. He's a good young backup linebacker for sure. Um, Austin Bryant, I, I saw him an awful lot tonight. I'm looking here. He didn't have a, I, I saw him flash. I heard his name used. Um, didn't actually finish the night with a tackle, but he was popping out, I thought, on the film. And, you know, the starters got out of there really quickly. Didn't have much time to see much of them. Yeah, Taco Charlton, IR. He is, uh, he, he's not playing this year. That's too bad. That is, uh, that's, that is too bad. Martinez, G. Martinez says, Moody would have missed from 40. You might be right about that. You might be right about that. I was not good. And Moody, 
I don't know what the problem is because he's hitting a lot of stuff in practice, and I don't want to hear that he's nervous in front of big crowds because that kid kicked in more in front of more big crowds in Big Ten play than he will in in front of NFL stadiums. So it's not the whole big crowd thing. Backup O line is terrible. NorCal refrigeration and HVAC. <laughs> Well, thank you, NorCal Refrigeration. Great nickname. Um, but look, it is. It's, we're not going to pretend it's great. We're not going to pretend what we've seen here out of uh, Jake Moody is good so far. But the backup O line being terrible, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna give Larry Kruger a shout out for pointing out that you don't get backup offensive line play across the board week to week the way you get it across the defensive line. So when you have, you know, one backup offensive lineman playing, it's a lot easier to disguise than, and we have five backup offensive linemen out there playing. I think this is one of those, the, the sum is worth less than the total of their parts is individual parts. They'll be a little bit better, but no, they're not, they're not playing great up front. I mean, there's, there's no reason to pretend and there's really no reason to make an excuse, right? Uh, a, uh, a handle that I'm not familiar with SD one, five, nine, three says, you know, we should be good against mid to low tier teams. Haven't seen enough to judge high quality talent. But are are you talking Giants baseball? I hope you're talking Giants baseball because look, now the NFL's got a pecking order, right? But there are no like that's an easy win football teams really in this league. There aren't. There are a couple easier to push over teams, and you can see it on the schedule a little bit clearly. But the reason why, among the reasons why this is the most popular league in the world, is because any given Sunday, any given Sunday, the difference between the worst team in football and the gap between the best and worst team in the NBA is, is like this. Football separated like this, where basketball's like this. You get this is the best team over here, this is the worst team over here. In football, this is the best team over here, this is the worst team over here. It's all bunched up. There are no easy Sundays in this league. Everybody's got talent. So then your first question becomes well, what difference do you bring from a coaching standpoint? And this is where I think Kyle earns his medal. Week in and week out. And this is why you can't really worry about what you see from the preseason of a Kyle Shanahan team because they're not installing game plan. When Kyle starts installation, that's when other coaches get nervous. You're not looking at installation happening here in a preseason game. You're just not. So it's it's not something that you need to be that concerned with, um, you know, in terms of, well, we're not going to be good against higher quality talent. I don't think that there is a single team in football that can say first man on the roster, last man to the roster. We are a higher quality, talented team than the 49ers. 
The Eagles are there. I know a lot of people want to pretend the Jets are there, but they're not. They're not yet. The Chiefs are there. It feels like the Chiefs are there. Look at it this way. The Chiefs have done enough to earn the benefit of the doubt. The Bengals are going to be really good. Look, I think there are three AFC teams that are head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC. And then you got a whole bunch of wait and sees. And in the wait and sees, you got the Jets, you got the Ravens. But it is the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals in the AFC. Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals, and then everybody else. In the NFC, I really think it's 49ers and Eagles and then everybody else. So I'm really not worried about this. I I, I haven't seen enough. You're not going to see enough in the preseason. Handing out letter grades, by the way, to Trey Lance. Nick J says, more like a B plus. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, that's not a B plus. That's a B plus. Uh, what else we got? You know, I'll give you this here. This is from Matthew. Matthew says, our defensive line coach is the man. Yeah, Chris Kasurik is a hell of a coach. He really is. And Pharrell, Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland, is it, I still don't. Is it, I've heard it so many different. Pharrell, Farrell. We'll figure it out. It's a preseason. But you see him. You see him out there and in on the play, and you didn't see him at all in Vegas. I mean, he is a bust of a draft pick, right? He was their version of Solomon Thomas in a lot of ways. And you get that guy on this team, and you start seeing stuff. You know, you start seeing him flash. You start seeing that number. What is he wearing? 94. You start seeing it on the field. And he's big. He is. It's a big guy. And Farrell has looked good. Which is good. Because they are a little thin up front. And this is also Matthew saying, where is Gray? Haven't heard his name at all. He got hurt tonight on the opening kickoff. Hurt his shoulder. Did not play. Got a little dry throat going on in the back here. Hold on. Try and get the last drop out of that. Uh, Trey belongs in the CFL. 49er. Would you make that up just to, to tweet that or to text that? I, I wouldn't say he belongs in the CFL. Ooh, let's get a uh, concert update from AJ Cruz 75. Air Supply is taking the stage and it's raining, but Goonies never say die. I'm still dialed into the Plus. That's an indictment on Air Supply. That is an indictment on our good friends at Air Supply. Oh, my goodness. Lance snapped the ball and was instantly pressured. Look, he was playing behind inferior talent, and I, I thought he acquitted himself a lot better tonight. A whole lot better tonight. He looked a lot better tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I saw out of Trey Lance tonight. I guarantee you everyone in that locker room is happy, and, and Kyle Shanahan's a lot happier 
what he saw out of Trey Lance tonight because he saw a decision. He saw a decisive quarterback. He didn't see a guy tiptoeing around in between maybes looking for the might-bes and getting nothing in return. He saw it, he reacted, and boom. I mean, I, I thought he 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 uncorked a couple that could have been interceptions. I mean, there is there's there's plenty of polish left to put on that rock. There's no doubt. No doubt about that. But Trey, Trey looked pretty good. I was impressed. Oh, that is just a wife who was upstairs looking at what is going on. And what did she do? Oh, she's making it sexier in here. You're a little too bright. I was a little too bright. A little too bright. Too bright for night. There we go. Thanks, hon. Look at that. Now, what'd she bring me? What's in here? Gin. Water. Thank you, honey. See, I told you it's a family business, right? Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, oh, uh, Detroit is coming, Damon. Detroit is coming. Eh, may maybe. Detroit's good, but they're not. They're... Here's the thing. Let them come. Let Detroit come. Let Detroit show up and do something. That'd be great. They never do. Ah, that's good. I needed that. The back of that throat button was going, ah. What we got here? Chaos music. Don't sleep on the Steelers. Uh, you know, I'm sleeping on the Steelers a little bit. Uh, they just they don't have enough of quarterback to really do what they need to do. I don't think they're that good everywhere to make up for it. Steelers are a big wait and see. Oh, my gosh. Look, even Shush says Steelers are a wait and see. Great minds, Shush. Yeah, they, they got to show me something before I start just benefit of the doubt in them. That's where Detroit is, too. Detroit's got talent. Detroit had a nice little step forward. They got to show it to me before I just start assuming it's going to be there. Jesse asking for things that I keep on always forgetting to ask for. Hit that like and subscribe button if you want to show a little love to Uncle Damon. And if you do want to show a little love, we certainly would appreciate it. Reach on out. Super chat. That's how you support the channel. Support me and the beautiful wife who does things like bring me water when I'm uh, going a little uh, dry throat over here. Uh, if you want to support the show, support our sponsors. And we certainly will thank you for doing that. By the way, I did get an Ike's tonight, and I tried the vegetarian sandwich, the new vegetarian sandwich, the Florian. I swear to God, it's the best sandwich I've ever had with the word vegetarian attached to it. And it's as good of a sandwich as you can get from Ike's vegetarian aside. It's delicious. It's the least taste. It's it tasted like actual. There was some meat on that thing. It if if I didn't know it was vegetarian, I wouldn't have complained. And I think that's the ultimate compliment you can give to a vegetarian sandwich, is it not? I think that's peak, absolute peak compliment. To a vegetarian sandwich. I thought there was meat on it. 
That also makes me think, like, I imagine how good that sandwich would be if there were just some actual meat on it. But it was really good. The florin, and uh, we got the arrow, too, the Wagyu pastrami. I got to tell you, I think I did. I, I might have liked the florin more than the arrow. So anyways, try them out for uh, yourself at Ike's. When the regular season starts, Post Game and Damon is going to be brought to you by Bottom Line Bets. It is a tout service. My friend and uh, uh, my buddy, Stefan in Vegas, has done very, very well for himself. Uh, he has taken this gambling thing about as seriously as possible over the last couple of years, and he's starting his own uh, advice website called Bottom Line Bets. And you can check it out now. There will be promo codes for you to sign up once the regular season starts. But my man, he catches heaters. I'll just give you that. He catches heaters. He'll throw some heaters your way if you're interested. But that is for later. That is for later. But hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And hopefully you plan on joining us because we're going to be going live after every 49er game this coming season. And I look forward to hopefully having you around doing it with me as we over uh, here are going to try to look at results in a, dare I say, uh, adult way where it's not just going to be breathless overreaction for the sake of trying to grow a channel or seek attention. I want to talk football. I, want to, I don't want to talk pretend football. I don't want to talk, uh, I, you know what football I want to talk? I want to talk this football. football. That's where I am. That's where I want my football situations to be coming from. Preseason game results are meaningless. Like you said, Bruce Singletary won all of his preseason games and the season was miserable. Well, see, this is where we give Kyle the benefit of the doubt. Kyle Shanahan can put enough regular season wins together and he goes to the NFC title game so much that people are actually starting to hold that against him. I got proof that he can't coach, a lot of people will say. And that proof is he has not won a Super Bowl after appearing in all these NFC title games. Again, if you understand how any of this works, the NFC title game is a pretty good place to end up. You don't want to always get stuck there. You want to take that next step, and then you want the crowning achievement, of course. But nothing, no championship, there's nothing guaranteed like it used to be in sports. Everyone can play. Everyone's got a good coach. Everyone's got real talent. Everyone has spectacular facilities and prepares and is taking this as seriously, almost as humanly possible. Look at it this way. If the Bengals are now really paying players and taking this seriously, like everybody's taking it seriously now because they used to be Team El Chipo. And let's not... Let's not pretend the Bears don't live in that world, too. Look, it was a good win tonight for the 49ers because it was a win that Trey Lance, when he goes and, and goes to bed tonight and he puts his head down on that pillow, he can say to himself, I was the cherry on top. I was the cherry on top of this game. Without me... Without me leading two drives, a touchdown 
could have been game tying and then led to the game winning field goal. You know, Trey Lance did that. And Jair Brown did a hell of a job making a tackle on the one yard line that prevented a winning score going up earlier in the game from the Denver Broncos. Jaguars will be good. Vince Vargas, I agree with you. I think the Jaguars will be good. I'm not ready to have them in my, I'm just assuming they're going to be right back at it level conversation yet. They're one of those, prove to me you do it twice in a row. Uh, Shane says, uh, Shane Wignall. It's important that Kasurik is there on the sidelines with the energy that Wilkins is in the booth. It evens things out. Look, look, if that's where Wilkes wants to be, let him be there. I mean, what, whatever. Some coaches, they want to be on that sideline and they want to feel it. Some coaches want to be in that box because they believe it gives them more of a bird's eye view. I'm actually surprised that there aren't more head coaches sitting in the box. Maybe it's part of the ego of being a head coach. You want to have the, you know, the jawline, the pencil behind the ear and the headset. And you want all those staring at your team photographs that always come with being a head coach. I don't know, but I'm surprised there aren't coaches who are like, forget it. I, I think I'd be better at this getting a bird's eye view up in the boxes where I want to be. But look, Kasurik is a, is a madman and these guys love playing for him absolutely love playing for him and he makes players better. I mean, that that's really what's going on. The whole like, Oh, this guy just speaks my language. This guy's my kind of guy, the father I didn't have the brother I lost the whatever the, the, for, you can forget all that. When a player loves a coach, it's usually for one thing. This guy makes me better. Every single player, Chris Kasurik gets his hands on becomes better. You know, becomes, you know, Charles O'Menahue. Samson Ibukam goes and makes real money elsewhere after Kasurik gets enough out of them where they're no longer priced in a way that the 49ers can really afford them. T.Y. McGill is probably the clubhouse leader of that category this year. T.Y. McGill is going to make money from Chris Kasurik. Playing tonight for the Denver Broncos, you saw D.J. Jones was out there. Chris Kasurik made a ton of money for that guy. He made a good play tonight. Kasurik is good. Really good. Uh, we got SD1593 again saying uh, there are no sure things in the NFL. That's why the playoffs are the best sporting event going today. Look, that's that's why we love football. Because there are consequences attached to the regular season early. There aren't that many regular season games. You only get one or two mulligans before you know, losses actually, you don't, you, you can, one or two losses can come through your year and you can be like, well, let's just blow it off. Had a bad day or they had an exceptional day. So this was a little bit of a left center defeat and we can just go on to the next one. But you get like two of those max, two of those max in a football season. Then everything else matters because there's so little of it. So there is always a sense of urgency. 
there's a sense of urgency attached to every kickoff, much less each and every game. So you got the sense of urgency that is in place at all times. You have absolute, you know, consequences attached to outcomes upping the sense of urgency and then yeah playoffs man anything goes one guy gets hurt it's a game changer and everything gets spun off of its top it's it is it's it's great sport there's a reason why we're addicted to it as americans it's a great sport I got to tell you, though, I am really excited for this Warrior season and this NBA season coming up. I love basketball, too. I do. Uh, we got one of our sponsors, our pal and uncle boy, saying there was a fight at the game and there was a woman handling business, pushing grown men back from doing too much. She needs to get to the O-line room for the Niners. Oh, did we did we have a woman wrecking shop there? I didn't. I didn't see that. 94 was flashing. There you go. Some more love for Cleveland. Womack as well. Yeah, Samuel Womack represented himself well. He did. Uh, really good question here from Ernie Chavez. Damon, how many Waterloos you kicking back tonight? Well, this is one that uh, was started just when we went on the air here. I got another can of Waterloo that I popped at halftime sitting on the table over there, and this is just water. But I do I like those black cherry Waterloos. I do. I, some of you might be waiting for the sip of the day, but that's not coffee. We're not going to be pretending the sip of the day can be generated by water. I mean, I could have lied to you, but I just, I'll never lie to you. That's my promise to you. Nick J. Thank you very much, Nick J. Hitting that super chat. Show D. Bruce some love. Like that video. All season post game, plus, AKA the truth. Yeah, we'll be plusing it up, boy. Thank you very, very much, Nick J. Appreciate that. It's going to go right in the ganja jar. Mason's a beast. I think he is too. I really like the change of back that he represents. And remember, Elijah Mitchell has been, you know, in in the recovery room for a week or two here. So hopefully Elijah Mitchell will be getting back in the mix. And then we all know who the bell cow is himself, Christian McCaffrey, who I'm telling you, Christian McCaffrey, if at any point in time he is being mentioned in the MVP conversation this year, and he's probably not going to win it. Running backs really aren't winning MVPs that much these days. Especially, but w- although wouldn't it be something else if a running back, after all, they just got totally screwed this last offseason to be named an MVP? But he'd have to have a spectacular year, and it would probably have to be done because he was out there catching balls like he was a wide receiver, too. But that is the situation I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be in. And you hear Christian McCaffrey anywhere around an MVP conversation. Oh, my God. Dude, this team is just whooping ass this year. They're going to be good. They're going to be very, very good. Otis Bird the third. Good to see you, Otis. Thank you so much for hopping on in, being so loyal and kind. Uh, Otis says, hopefully tonight's game is going to be a confidence builder for Trey. Yeah, that's that's what you're hoping for. Again, the, the, 
These are important snaps for Trey Lance. The fork in the road is right before him, and the choice is the odd choice to keep all three quarterbacks or trade you and get you in the best situation we can find. I think Kyle's going to carry three quarterbacks. I know Larry is in the, I think he's going to trade Trey Lance. We'll see. I mean, the offer would have to be an on-the-money offer, and we can debate about what that money is. But I would like to see an actual to-be-used player and a draft pick no further back than the fourth round. So I want a player and a third or fourth rounder for Trey Lance. And if you can get that, maybe you say that's that's worth it. Because there's no doubt that Sam Darnold showed things to Kyle that, that he liked tonight. There's There's no doubt about that. And if he really does like Brandon Allen, that's a guy that he can keep on this roster, throw him maybe even on the practice squad, and he's not getting picked. Well, maybe he does get picked up. You got to roster him. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting game of chess at the back of the roster. What do you want to do? What position are you willing to rob a little depth from to protect an asset like Trey Lance, even if you're not quite ready to play him? What he represents as an asset is still something significant for this team. There's no doubt. 49er says, Ayuk was sure happy for Trey. Yeah, a little too happy. Took him out of his chance to uh, the two-point conversion, that bad boy, and really convert it. Sip in the night. Again, it's got to be coffee. It's got to be coffee. Thank you, though. Days says, Trey will have his time. It's not now, but he will have his time. And look, I, I, I think there's something to that. You know, we kept on saying that he, in a weird way, was a lot like James Wiseman from the Golden State Warriors. And look, James Wiseman might have his time in the NBA, but he needed a change of scenery and a different opportunity to bring it out of him. Jordan Poole, same effect, right? Trey Lance, maybe that's it too. The, the problem for Trey Lance is that he wasn't exactly what they needed when they drafted him. They needed a more ready to go because they were ready to go. They didn't have time. Again, they were playing today football. He was a tomorrow player. If I can just be real simple. They were playing today football. He was a tomorrow player. And unfortunately for him, tomorrow never really came because of the injury that he immediately suffered when it felt like today had finally arrived. So that set him back. And for a guy who just needs the live reps, it was less live reps. For the guy who needs more practice looks and just more on a football field processing information, he got even less of that. And that stunk. You know, that that sucked for him. It really did. Um, you know, circumstances, circumstances matter. And the circumstances for him have not been great. 
Indiana Jim. Dun, 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 dun. Indiana Jim says there was pressure, but still a lot of hesitation early. He got some of that pressure holding it too long. A little, a little, but he looked, I mean, I thought like a different player than he did from week one. He was so much more confident and decisive. You talk about that little bit of hesitation. The hesitation might have been there initially, but then it went away quickly, and he he made a decision, and he went with it. Again, what I liked about Trey Lance tonight is that he was aggressive. Trey Lance was aggressive tonight, and I did like that. A lot of love for Jillian, saying Jillian's the MVP. Jillian's been the MVP of the operation uh, for so long here. That's love. You're right about that. That is love. This is chaos. Look at her. Good woman. Great woman. She's unbelievable. Legends Pizza. There we go. Love Damon and Jillian. Reminds me of my wife and myself. Look at it this way. If you love Damon and Jillian, stick around because Thursday is my 100th Damon Bruce show on the plus. And Jillian is going to be co-hosting with me. We're going to go over the first hundred days of the regime and what it's meant to us and what you've meant to us. Uh, we got to meet so many of you at uh, Plus Mania 1. So Jillian and I will be hosting the show together. A little bit of sports, a whole lot of love. Show number 100 coming up on Thursday. And as she says, it takes a village. Thank you, honey. It sure does, especially when I'm involved. I need I need a I need a lot of adults around me. I need a lot of hands to hold as I'm crossing intersections. Thank you, honey. Pound that like button. Thank you very much, Rockin' New Era 84. Pound the like button indeed. Drew. Oh, Ganja Jar Drew. Thank you very much, Drew. Uh super chatting. Lance looked good. Ronnie Bell is a wide receiver, number four. He's a playmaker. I watch him a lot at Michigan. He just makes plays. He's got a little Steve Smith in him. He does. That's the thing. He's got a little Steve Smith in him to the point where I thought he was more like a guy who was just going to run underneath balls that you figure other players might have given up on, and he's going to haul in some really big plays. I didn't remember him at Michigan being this, like, human bulldozer. He's got a little Debo Samuel light in him, Drew. He really does. That's what impressed me tonight, how physical he was with the ball. And then, of course, after a few extra physical plays, he coughs up the ball. He has a fumble. He has an inter. I mean, again, look, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to say a young player made rookie mistakes when they're rookies. Rookies are allowed to make rookie mistakes. Preferably, they get them all out in the preseason. I thought it was a good night for Cameron Leitu because that's a guy that everyone says he is dropping everything but his pants in practice. You know, he drops everything that's coming his way. Well, he wasn't dropping too much tonight. He really wasn't. He wasn't dropping too much tonight. As a matter of fact, he had three catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Three catches on four targets. You know, he he needed to catch a few balls. He did. He caught the touchdown that Brandon Ayuk then ran out onto the field and celebrated, which took them out of a real opportunity to uh to get their uh to get their two point conversion. All 
righty, all right. Gene Martinez is saying, do that beyond meat. I guess that what it, that's what it is. Like the, the meat in this Florin sandwich was so, first of all, it was like bulgogied up. So it had that Korean sort of, I don't know what that is. Is that a ponzu sauce? Is that a is that a is that a hoisin type of sauce? I don't I don't know the right name of it, but it's it's it had that flavor that you get with the kind of Korean barbecue and the bulgogi beef. And like I even plucked a little off, knowing that it was vegan meat, which again, when I think of things that just offend me, I'm hard to offend. You can't offend me with really words or actions or pictures or offensive shit. What offends me is this is pretending to be meat, but I pulled it a little bit off and I ate it and I swear to God, it had so much taste and texture and flavor. It was, it was like meat. I guess I've been in California too long. I don't know. So thank, thank you very much for the super chats. What do we got? A question about trading Moody. No, that's not going to happen. We're not going to go ahead and, and make that happen. Shout out bottom line bets. Matthew. We'll be telling you more about it. More and more about it as we get into the regular season. Looking forward to it. NorCal Niner, how the hell did 95-7 the game cut you? Biggest mistake ever. I Hey, this is the way the cookie crumbles. You know, when, when you're a company getting thrown off the New York Stock Exchange, I guess I'm a little just a little bit too pricey to keep around. Nuts. I'd say something like you have not heard the last of me, but that's pretty obvious because you're listening to me right now. And that's the beautiful thing. You don't need a radio station to have a show anymore. You don't. Here we are. We're doing a show right now together. You and me, we're all doing this. This is actually happening right now. It's live. This is not AI. This is not computer generated. Here we are together. And it really is cool. I tell you, you know, we, we earned a lot of listeners as a radio station. I never really felt like I got a chance to build an audience with a level of loyalty that this audience has has provided me. It's been incredible. It's been incredible. I mean, I see people's names and avatars that have become my friends, that have become people who I've met in the real world, and they continue to meet each other in the real world and as corny as it sounded, and it, it it does sound corny to me, and maybe you know this is maybe why I content creators, other forty nine er content creators, got angry at me, is because you really do feel like you're building your own little community, and you want to defend your community. So I'll give everyone who got a little angry at me that. On the rest of it, some crying ass bitches. But the, but seriously, um, there is a sense of I'm doing this with not just a nameless, faceless audience, but an audience that you really get to know, an audience that you know is in the chat room, 
hanging out with each other before the show even starts and and sticks around for a few minutes when the show is over just to finish their last thoughts with each other before they come on back the next day. And so many people, so many regulars, time and time and time and time again. It means the world. It really does. So thank you all so very, very much. We need a live Damon cast like ESPN2 has with the Manning cast. See, I, do we live in a world where, like, I can just do that? I don't think you can do play-by-play, -play and you can just watch me watching a game. And, and here's the thing. I can't do a good job for you sitting down if we spend the entire game hanging out, too. Like, I do prepare a level of stuff that I sit down and talk to you about. I know it. I know I'm beautiful enough to make this all look super easy, <laughs> but it's it. You know, there's a little prep that goes into it, so I like to be able to concentrate on what I'm looking at, jot down the notes I need to take to sit down and do right by you, and we get together for a post game show. But again, maybe we'll start at the two minute warning. Maybe that'll be our thing. And sometimes at the two minute warning, it'll be just tick tock, wind down the clock. And other times we'll be biting your nails and holy shit, we got overtime. So I, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to get going at the two minute warning. We'll kind of all file in around the two minute warning. And sometimes as soon as we're together, we'll be in mid sprint. And other times we can just kind of mosey into the show. But I think that's what the plan's going to be. Okay, we got to figure it out. I'm still figuring it all out. Uh, we should have 100 likes over here. Yeah, at the very least, with all the people that have been through here tonight. Indiana Jim says, you could turn up that sounder, sir. Oh, you mean this one? Maximum. That one. <laughs> Again, we got some fun stuff here. I mean, when things go real bad, we can just get freaky, baby. When things get really bad, we can just get freaky together and everything should be all right. I'm going to make it really bad. I mean, really, really bad. There's a button for that, too. There's a button for that, too, when things get really, really bad. I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. That's right. <laughs> we can't give it all away right now. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. And of course. Oy, oy, oy. As is tradition. See, sometimes I think I get the sounder set in here, then my son comes down here, Jack, the four-year-old, he starts meshing with buttons. Otis Bird. I see Otis knows more about Bay Area radio history than most people who have worked in Bay Area radio ever in history. Sadly, it was it was it was money reasons. Damon is missed on ninety five seven. I mean, maybe by you, not not by anyone at the station. Have have not had an outpouring of reaching out from my fellow compatriots over there. It's been a little disappointing, but I get it. I get it. Again, I, I, I know how the game is played. Hopefully, one day he comes back to either KMBR or 95.7. Thankfully, we can still listen and enjoy on YouTube. Oh, thankfully. Thankfully, indeed. 
What is take what voice thing off? Oh, it's still on. Yes. Oh, oh, that thing's been on the whole time. <laughs> nice, Jillian. Just ran. Th thank you, Jillian. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right, I'll scroll down now. That's what everyone was talking about. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm not wearing the headphones. I would have caught it if I were wearing the headphones. I tried to do it sans phones. Maybe I should put the cans on. All right. That's funny. Thank, thank you, Kim. Kim is over there laughing. Damon, the ganja jar sounded like you were all over it. Thank, thank you very much. Thought it was intentional. No, I swear to God, I forgot. That was awesome. I thought it was a bit. Otis Bird. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Yeah, when, when I'm left to my own devices, the IT department can retire now. <laughs> oh, that's great. So look, let's kind of reset. What we were originally here to talk about tonight was the fact that the 49ers had themselves a preseason game. Trey Lance and the fact that he didn't come out right at the beginning of the third quarter, probably the biggest oh my God, moment in the game. But Kyle Shanahan wanted to see more out of Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold came out, watched a ball go through Ronnie Bell's hands, bounce off the crown of his helmet and turn into an interception. So he was kept out there for what? A fifth drive, a sixth drive. And on that drive, he actually got the offense churning and moving. They go downfield, they score little pass to the flat, the tight end, or excuse me, the uh, fullback and um, not use check the other guy. And uh, that's his touchdown of the night. Now we can bring in Trey Lance. Trey Lance, he didn't come out for what felt would be a significant portion of the game, but just goes to show you, forget about, don't count the reps, make the reps count. And they did. He made the reps count. Uh, we saw Trey Lance go 12 of 18 for 173 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. It was probably, how about this? That was maybe Trey Lance's best game in a 49ers uniform. Let's call it what it is. He had a couple of, you need to do something on this drive, not only for you and where you are in, in the game, but where you and you are in your career. Like, you need this to work on a couple of different levels, and Trey Lance came in, and it did work on those levels. It did work on those levels. So I thought it was a good night for Trey Lance. I thought it was a good night for Sam Darnold. Darnold was 11 of 14. You know, he's one of those, I think he understands how to take a profit. Can't go broke taking a profit. And you, 
you know, one of the reasons why I think Kyle likes Brock Purdy is because Brock Purdy isn't going to try to do too much. Now, if things start breaking down around him, he can try to do something to get out of trouble. But he is very much, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, he is a yes-chef quarterback. All great chefs want to hear when they start calling in tickets to the kitchen is, yes, chef, yes, chef. And that's what Kyle wants. Kyle's star is his mind tic-tac-toeing opponents to death. And if he can just have an, a quarterback who executes the game of offensive tic-tac-toe that he wants out there, he thinks he can win with a, a lot of different guys doing that. And that's what he's trying to do. And the 49ers really got a two-year window here where they got a monster football team an absolute monster of a football team, thanks in large part to the fact that their starting quarterback's salary is so small it doesn't even count against the cap. Brock Purdy's $800,000 salary doesn't even count against the cap. That's how little it is. Now, when Trey Lance is due, what, $9 million next year? that's when keeping him around becomes a problem. But this year, really not that much of a problem. So I thought all three quarterbacks appointed themselves well tonight. I did. I thought Lance, Darnold, and Purdy all played well. And shush, here you go. There's no doubt, man. Hopefully any injuries from today are minor. That's it. I, the, the 49ers could have been shut out 50 to nothing, and as long as nobody got hurt, that's a good preseason game for a football team. So hopefully bang up jobs to uh, what what we had. Um, it was um, Kerry Heidler. Kerry Heidler's junior went out with a shoulder injury, and Danny Gray went out with a shoulder so hopefully those are no big deals and both of them will be available for snaps as early as game number three of the preseason and then that's it. Then everybody rests up and we get ready to do this for real. Did they settle anything in the secondary tonight? Diamador Lenore moved in. Ambry Thomas uh, moved outside. He played well for a while. Javarius Ward has obviously got one of those corner spots on lock. Your other starting corner, your starting nickel, is still to be decided. Uh, you can see that there is a little um, gear churning right now. Isaiah Oliver not exactly running away with the job. Uh, Diamador Lenore did play well. Ambry Thomas played well on the outside corner right up until he got double moved and burned and nearly gave up a touchdown right before halftime. But Jair Brown who has had, look, two two postseason games has always played in the NFL, and he's impressed me in both of those games. He is a standout player two games into his career. That's a good start. I really like what I see out of Jair Brown. Also tells me when a guy pops off a football field as a Big Ten player, take a shot on him, and that's Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell, he could be Debo Samuel light. Half-calorie Debo Samuel. So pretty exciting stuff from some playmakers. Ayuk got involved, caught a nice slant pass, and then when he was in street clothes, got this team out of an opportunity to really convert a two-point conversion. So he'll get fined in kangaroo court, I'm sure. UC Steve says, just got home. Thank you for the drive home, Damon. This was like the good old days. 
I tell you, it really was. I, I loved it. I mean, and and I can also tell you this, that post-game to a game that honestly comes without consequence isn't nearly as fun as when we start doing this for real in a couple of weeks. But I hope you plan on joining me. I hope I know that there are a lot of different places you could go for a lot of different post-game needs. Uh, there were years where I spent time as the official post-game host of the San Francisco 49ers right on the flagship radio station. Now we can do it my way. We can do it our way. We can do it together. We can hang out together. And I'm going to tell you there will be a vehicle which allows us to actually start talking to each other coming into play as my friends at AMP and I agree on the new parameters of a contract going forward. It looks like the plus will not only be on YouTube and on Twitch, but will also be on AMP as well. And when we conclude proceedings here, we'll continue on the AMP app, which will allow us to actually talk with each other. And I can also crank out a, a set list and play a little music, a little song of the day after each and every Damon Bruce show. And this is all starting in September. On September 1st, there's going to be a relaunch of this whole bad boy. So I'm looking forward to all of that. And I certainly hope you are too. Fun ending tonight. Niners score 12 points in the fourth quarter and win 21-20 over the Denver Broncos. Trey Lance leading a couple of really good drives, not only for the team, but for him as well at the end. And uh, if you thought that this night was set up to be an enemy of Trey Lance succeeding, it turned into one of the better representations of himself. He has put on a professional football field. So... Trey Lance should go to bed happy tonight. Trey Lance fans and stands should go to bed happy tonight. Uh, if if you're Sam Darnold, you should go to bed happy tonight. If you're Brock Purdy, you should go to bed happy tonight. If you're Kyle Shanahan, again, no major injuries, you should be going to bed pretty happy tonight. I think I'm going to be going to bed pretty happy tonight. There we go. And look at this. We have people meeting up, right? This is what I love. Had a great time at the game and had a meet up with the incredible Michelle Haberman, the Shaw. I love it. We got people coming together. JJ, by the way, says, nice, man. Amp is cool. I'm glad you feel that way. We're going to be amping. Amping, amping. And you know what we can do on amp? We can talk to each other. You can give me a call on amp. So it's going to be cool. What are we talking about over here? Top three Muni lines, my wife, 43 Masonic, 38 Geary, and the one. Are we just going to pretend a 22 Fillmore doesn't exist? Are we just going to pretend the Dirty 30 doesn't go all the way from the marina through Chinatown, which is one of the bigger swaths of America that can be cut out in the world? You go through that tunnel, you come out on the other side. Oh, my gosh. Those are strong muni lines, but, I, I dude, you got to give it up to the 22. The deuce, deuce. Oh, Jillian, I'm sorry. She even further embarrassed herself. She stretched it out to a top five, and she included the eight and the 29. 
She lived on Fillmore. She lived on Stockton and Fillmore. How, honey, Jillian, how do you not include the deuce deuce? Oh, Muni lines for locals? Honey, you lived on the 22 line. We get local with me, sugar. All right. I can I already know what Jillian and I are gonna be talking about as soon as I get upstairs. Yeah, you know, dude, shout out Judah, shout out 24 Deviz. <laughs> what's your favorite what's your favorite BART station maybe that'll be Monday's show what's your favorite BART station all BART stations are not created equal by the way they all definitely have their own different flavor about them your sense of security in them the smells about them <laughs> They're, they're different things for sure. NorCal wants to know, how's the blacken doing? Well, it's never far away. It's right here. Should there be a sip tonight? No, there won't be a sip tonight. It's the preseason. Calm down. Calm down. It's the Shaw. Settle down. Have some black and go give Jillian a big hug. I mean, how can you how can you not like the 22 Fillmore? It's even wearing Will Clark's number, for goodness sakes. You should save this talk for when Jillian's co-host. There you go. Oh, dude, Otis Bird and I, are, dude, he's in the Viz Val. We're close, Otis. We're close. We might have to get together. Here's the thing. My, I got, so I got buddies opening up a bar soon on Geneva. And we will, uh, we, we will crocker Amazon it up together, man. That's keeping it local. That's keeping it a look at look at just look at my wife trying so hard to look cool. I love the 22, but it's for transplants. Honey, you lived on the corner of Fillmore and Jackson. What are you talking about? It's for transplants. You take the 22 Fillmore across the town, you go to the ghetto. There you go. Otis Burt, dude, Otis, we're going to get together for beer soon enough. Like I said, the community's for real. For real. That's it. Was it almost 10 o'clock? I figured we'd maybe go to about 10 o'clock tonight. Is something interesting happened in this game. And here's the deal. Something interesting did happen in this game. That fourth quarter got interesting. Those two Lance, late Trey Lance drives late got interesting. That was good. I like that an awful lot. Uh, it was certainly interesting hanging out with you here tonight. Thank you so much for stopping on by. I really do appreciate it. We're going to be here after each and every game, and I want to see more and more people in here each and every week. It grows. It grows slowly, but it grows over time. gets a little bit bigger by the day, by the week, by the game. 
That's how it all works. And I thank you so much for being a part of that growth. It means a ton. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to this channel right here. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out the door. Thank you to everyone who threw a little something in the ganja jar tonight. Appreciate all the super chats. I certainly hope I didn't miss anyone's. I would have hate to have missed anyone's. Um, thank you very, very much. And we're going to be doing this again after every 49ers game this season. So we'll see you there. Spread the word about the Palouse. I think we got something going on over here, and I hope you would agree. I'm going to go tell my wife that the 22 Fillmore is cooler than she thought it was. Shit, how dare she? Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.